Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 59 of Wrestle Life Radio. We're here to tell you all about WWE Smackdown. Oh boy. So, we just finished recording our Full Gear preview. That if you're listening to this now, it is up. Make sure you give it a listen if you haven't yet. We had a lot of fun. We, we we did it with my little brother, Kyle and I did, and we talked all about Full Gear, how excited we are to watch it, and then now, I just, Kyle messaged me, you messaged me, Kyle, and you're like, I think I'm just going to take a nap during the show, and that's going to be my review, because that's how I feel about the show. Yeah, I wanted nothing more than to take a nap during the show. And uh, Spoiler I, alert. I almost did, I almost did. So, we already did this day in wrestling history today, so we're going to move right on into SmackDown. And I feel like this show, it probably won't be too long unless we just go off on some tangents and bury it. So, let's let's see what we do. So, we open the show with uh, Baron Corbin. The best way to open the show, I just I just want to say, alright, uh, you know what, I'll say it in a minute. I want to get through this first. Baron Corbin comes out. I don't want to get through any of this. Well, we got honest. to. We got to power through for the people, so the <sighs> people don't have to watch this crap. We watch it for them, and we report and tell them how terrible it is. That's not fair, guys. And you guys know that we're fair. We gave last week's SmackDown rave reviews. It was great. So Baron Corbin comes out, and he talks about Roman Reigns. And he says, you, you survived leukemia. Congratulations. You know what, though? No one respects you anymore. And so This is he, also the man, by the way, who, when Roman Reigns first went away for leukemia, he basically cut a promo on him and said, I don't care about Roman Reigns. I don't care if he comes back. He did. Basically saying he didn't care if he died or whatever. And it was pretty tasteless of WWE to do that, but whatever. And now he's just here as King Corbin saying... I commend Roman Reigns for his fight with leukemia. Yeah, but basically, it was, yeah, it was stupid. Yeah, and so he says, you <laughs> "They know can't what? even get the heel character straight." No, he has no idea. And so he basically says that the WWE family is no longer his family; that he cares more about his real family now. God forbid, who in the world would do that? He says that the big dog's testicles have shrunk into tiny marbles, which makes no sense because marbles are hard. Wouldn't you? Didn't you say like? Prunes, dried apricots, something. Thank you, Carol, for those fruit examples. Uh, it's just something straight out of like Vince McMahon's his sense of humor. Like it's so bad, grapefruits and like testicles and all this stuff he loves for some reason. So he's a weird old man. He sure is. And so then he goes and the big dog. He I don't remember exactly what he says, but he basically the big dog is more like a Chihuahua now, and they show. The big dog, like Roman Reigns' dog, on the screen, and it's barking, and it's got like this little Chihuahua bark. And I, I look over to my beautiful wife, and I say, and I'm going to quote myself because I thought this was a really good point. Cody Rose just cut the promo of the year, if not the lifetime, and the WWE responds with this being the first promo that you hear. After that Cody Rhodes promo, it blew my mind. I it did, blew all right. I, I I don't I don't understand. I don't get it. And so he's calling out Roman Reigns. He's like, "You should come out here and fight me." Oh no, you can't because you're out doing some Make a Wish thing for a kid, and that's more important to you than being here. Well, yeah, of course it is. And so he goes on to say, he's got these like little dog poop bags, and he says that <sighs> I, I'm. He says <sighs> that the that the crowd can scrape up the dog poop. What did he say? And they could take it home as a souvenir or something stupid. Who cares? Yeah, it just, it it didn't matter <laughs> it, at all. If I was not reviewing the show and I didn't have to watch. Like power through the show, I which is it what I there. did. Yeah. I absolutely would have turned it off. It was the worst just, promo I've seen in years. 
it was a typical WWE Vince McMahon, you know, thinking that the writers are, you know, you know, writing good stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just awful. So their idea, like you said, Cody Roach has had this awesome promo on AEW. Jericho had like one of the best comedy segments in a long time. Everybody's been raving about them. And this show that was, you know, leading up to full gear. And this was their answer. Not only was it their answer to AEW, this is how they decided to open the show after their pretty well received and entertaining show from last week. Right. Uh, yeah, this was horrible. Corbin was just, he went against his character. Because obviously, like I said, he chastised, you know, or, uh, he didn't care about Roman Reigns and his battle with leukemia before. And now he's commending him for coming back. He, this, the dog thing doing the, he called him a chihuahua at one point. So said stupid. he had tiny, tiny testicles like a chihuahua. And then just paused to show the graphic of the dog on the screen. The big pit bull looking graphic doing the tiny dog bark. Went on way too long as yeah. WWE likes to do. The crowd is just sitting there taking this punishment. And like they could not care less. They're standing there. It's just like going on forever. This little dog barking. And then Roman Re- or uh, Baron Corbin did his own impression of the dog barking. And then, yeah, he pulled out little poop bags. It was like, yeah, later on, he's going to, his little tiny Roman Reigns dog, he's going to, all his excrement is going to be all over the ring. And you're going to pick it up with poop bags and take it home as a souvenir or something like that. Like it was a horrible promo. It was so dumb. They piped in booze because it was a tape show. Like when he had the dog bags and like a chorus of booze came over, I was like, this is obviously fake. <laughs> Nobody in the crowd cared. Yeah. Like they just like, this is stupid. So yeah, all time as well as Cody Rhodes promo was, this was his was all time. Great. All time. A plus plus promo. This was an all time failure promo. F minus minus horrible. Minus. I, Hated this promo. It was horrendous. It was really bad. Does that mean that uh, Baron Corbin gets your future endeavor? You know, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to give Baron Corbin the future endeavor Mm -hmm. for this promo. Because it was horrible. Yeah. But, man, this whole show really deserves it. (laughs) (laughs) But... uh, I will stay true. I will give it to Baron Corbin for this promo. Uh, so I'm not even gonna let. I'm not even gonna wish him best of luck in his future endeavors. I no. don't even. It's just go want, away. Yeah, go away, Baron. Yeah, we don't care. So horrible. Yes, he he he's the future endeavor of the week. That, that is future endeavor endeavor level horrible. Like just. <laughs> so we go worst. backstage. Hey, we got to move on from this. We could talk about it for twenty yes. minutes. Yes. And Biggie and Kofi Kingston are back there, and these guys are just so talented. They can just be given the worst stuff in the world, and they get it over. And they're back. There I don't think Kayla. they could get poop bags over. No, I don't know. You know, John Moxley, as they were, as he was talking about poop bags, I looked at my beautiful wife and I said, "You know, Dean Ambrose quit because of a pooper scooper quote that he refused to to get on." And I think this is like the leftovers. They're like, man, that pooper scooper gimmick was great, pal. Maybe we should talk about some poop bags. Like, it's just so stupid. That's the thing. Like, I could just imagine Vince in the back thinking this is so great. Like, talking about the tiny dog balls and saying he's going to poop up, you know, pick up dog poop and have prop. Like, it's another thing. Like, Dean Ambrose complained about, like, the props and all that, you know, the gimmick stuff that was just stupid. And here's Baron Corbin. Obviously not the level of uh, Dean Ambrose or John Moxley, but holding poop bags. He's out here with physical poop bags as a prop. It's just, uh, yeah. But go on with New Day. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to move forward. We're sorry. We keep going back because it's so bad. Worst thing since Usi Hot. Absolutely terrible. Yes. Uh, so we got Biggie and Kofi Kingston back there with Kayla Braxton, and they they just have so much fun. And I really hate the whole these guys are here to have fun gimmick like Lucha House Party, but. How can you look at Big E and look at his big goofy face and not smile? So they are there. They they cut a promo. They said they're going to win the titles, become seven time champions for their brother Xavier Woods. They've got XW on their arm, 
And as we go to commercial, Big E has this huge hug on Kayla Braxton, which there's no way it was planned because she's got this huge smile on her face, and she's obviously very amused by it. It it, it was just so good. Like, it was the only part... There, there were two parts of this show that was good, and this was one of them, and it was 30 seconds long. How do you feel... It's it's very nitpicky, and I, it's not a big deal, but I kind of thought about it. How do you feel about the XW armbands? I didn't have a problem with it. Why? They're very well. They're very reminiscent of the EG armbands for Eddie Guerrero because he actually died. Yeah. Whereas Xavier Woods, Xavier Woods is not dead. He just huh. is injured. I don't. I don't put that together though. I don't have a problem. I mean, I'm not saying that they. You know, it's not Usos getting a DUI or anything, but. Right, you know, I was just like looking. I was like, ah. Huh. I think I think yeah. that's nitpicky. I do as much as I hate it. Definitely the show, is. Yeah. So little, yeah, admittedly, it is. Yeah. But also, uh, yeah. Before we move on, I, I do have to say because I, I want to talk about it later. Before the New Day promo, they did a quick show rundown and just a little thing that I grabbed from it. Uh, they were talking about Corey Gray or Corey Graves talking about Nikki and Sasha later on in the main event or later on the show having a match. Um, and he decided to say, quote, some say that she cost Sasha Banks cost cross the title match last week. So I, I've made sure to write that down and I'm glad I did because it comes up later in the show. Uh, I will mention that as well when it happens, but okay. Yeah. Okay. So we come back from commercial and we've got the new day versus the revival and these guys can't put on a bad match really, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't bad. But this is we... as close as they'll get. Like yeah. this, I was not a fan of this match. So before the commercial, Dash Wilder like pretends he injures his ankle, and then we come back from commercial, and he's in the ring wrestling. And I'm like, all right. So I guess basically they showed on commercial break how you know it was just a ruse, and I'm like, all right. So it... they couldn't show that before the commercial break. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I thought it was fake because he like landed on it and then kind of sold it and then still ran on it a little that bit. That would and have then been a good picture-in-picture picture moment, by the way, if they were going to do it on this show. They should have at least. Well, that was like the main way they got the that they got the heat. Yeah, that's how they took advantage. It was an important at that moment. It was you know important part of the match, yep. and they just come back from the break and they're. I, I figured they would come back in the break and they'd still be tending to him and then maybe he'd, he would do it or something. But right. no, they just come back and Revival's just on offense now. Yeah. Makes <laughs> no like, oh, sense. yeah, by the way, he wasn't hurt. He just jumped up and kicked yeah. him. And again, match wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. It lasted like 10 minutes. And then Kofi Kingston gets the pin and the New Day win. And the reason this bothers me is because They win why, the belts. Yeah. Why has Kofi been eating all these pins if they're going to push him again? I thought this was going to like lead to some kind of heel turn or something. No. Kofi was your world heavyweight champion. He lost the title in eight seconds. And now you've let him eat all these pins until he... Which he didn't he did eat any pins since WrestleMania until he lost to Lesnar. And now he just... He's a tag champion. And I don't want to complain about the New Day winning the titles because they're very talented. But it's just it's dumb. <laughs> it's bad storytelling. And it bothers yeah. me. I and, and then like before this, they made the point to announce that like revival was in the triple threat tag match for Survivor Series, and then they did say, but if they lose here, it lose the tag belts. Which, I mean, obviously, I had actually heard the spoiler before. You know, I saw this because uh, this was taped. Oh, really? um, yeah, this I is one of the spoilers that I, uh, I I did this. I heard the spoiler today, so I knew it was going to happen. But even so, I was just like. Why, like, what was the point of the whole, I mean, they won the belts from them a while back when they were with Orton, which I thought it was dumb that Orton lost to Kofi at the time because it would have made more sense for him to win. But obviously, they eventually wanted him to lose to Lesnar, I guess. But um, I, actually, I take that back. They obviously didn't plan anything because they don't no, do that. nothing but, was planned. But, yeah, like, why did they lose here? I, I, I legitimately think... It was just to get the New Day in the title match yeah, on Survivor Series. And, like, that shouldn't be the way you look. Like, just to, like, eh, we're going to put New Day in this match. Right. So just get the belts. Like, yeah, I mean, Revival's title reign is, like, so forgettable. Who cares? Uh, it, yeah. 
And, and this match was sloppy. They botched like a middle rope DDT at one point. They like there were a lot of botches on the show, by the way. Yeah, it was just I don't know if they're jet lagged or just tired because I mean they got stuck in Saudi Arabia and then had to fly back and now they're flying to Europe and doing the European tour. I, I don't know, but sloppy match. I expected more from these two teams. Um, the result is just baffling to me. So yeah, didn't like this match either. Two of the greatest teams of all time, by the way. Yeah. And then after after this, we see Roman Reigns arrives, which I thought he was going to arrive later in the show because they made it a point to say that, you know, he was tending to a kid. Right. Uh, obviously, the kid wasn't very important because he didn't last as long with him. But uh, <laughs> so he arrives to the building with his bag and who walks up but Shorty G immediately to tattle on the big bully. Snitches get stitches. He, <laughs> I was just sitting there like, just when I thought they couldn't make Shorty G any bigger of a geek. I should really give him the future endeavor because he came and tattled <laughs> on Baron Corbin. He couldn't go out there and stop Baron Corbin from, you know, this dashardly promo he was cutting. He had to wait until Roman got there so he could go tell him, Roman, you got to hear what Corbin said. He was just stirring the pot, just just stirring crap up like this nerd. Anyway. It was bad. This show is so stupid. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just keep it, going. It, man, let's power through like I had to power through the show. So we go, we get back from break, and Sami Zayn's in the back with Dan O'Brien. And he says, listen, you can ask Shinsuke what I've done for his career. He's a true artist, and I helped him become an artist, or I helped him elevate or something like that. And he says, if you were with us last week, you would be the current NXT champion. And so he says, listen, ask Cesaro, ask Nakamura what I've done for them. I don't know why I said Cesaro other than the fact that he's in a tag match later. And I uh, said, why don't ask you come Cesaro out? Ask Cesaro how he's been jobbing lately. Yeah, exactly. That's what I heard when he, he said that. He said, why don't you come out to ringside, watch the match, and we'll see how it goes. So we are... 40- also, is, is Daniel Bryan a mute again? Like, Yeah, I don't get it. it he, he literally did not say a word tonight. Right. So Carol tells the only, me... The only word he said is... I mean, a little bit of a spoiler alert was... <laughs> so Carol tells me... She said... Uh, she said, Dan O'Brien just seems like an older guy that's just kind of over it. And he like just looks disappointed at everyone right now. <laughs> like he's He was watching the tag match from later, which we'll get to in a second. And he just like looks disappointed at everyone. Like he's the... You know, he's the, the teacher... And he's just watching his students and he's just disappointed in all of them. Like, it was, it was a really funny take. It was good. So we're, we're 40 minutes in the show now, and here starts our second match. 40 minutes in the show, almost halfway done. And here comes Tucker and Otis. We're like, all right, we like heavy machinery. Everyone loves Otis. How can you not like this? They and come you, to the you ring. said it earlier, and uh, Cole broke it out here. His favorite new line, they love to entertain. They love to have fun. Yeah, I hate it. I was it. like, how about... Do they love to win matches? Yeah. Do they love to beat people up? Do they love to wrestle? Apparently, Who cares uh, if they love to entertain and love to have fun? I know I love Otis, and this is not Heavy Machinery's fault, but it's just one of those stupid WWE... <laughs> it's a WWE-ism. Yeah. yeah it's, it's bad. Yeah. More of, more of those to come, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So they're out there, Tucker and Otis. They're ready for their match. But who shows up but Walter... In the rest of Imperium, Marcel Bartel, Fabian Eichner, and Alexander Wolf. They One beat of the up few Tucker pops on for, the show. Huh? One of the few pops on the show. Yeah. They come out, they beat Tucker and Otis up for like, I don't know, 10 seconds, not very long. Then here comes the SmackDown locker room. Oh, here comes the good guys. Shorty G's out there with the New Day and Ali. I think Apollo Crews was out there. And Imperium runs away, and we go to commercial and the match is just or go backstage something i don't remember it doesn't matter the match has never happened and tucker notice up they're all happy like do wrestlers not get into fights often before their match starts happens all the time and they're just like uh guess we're not having it now and that literally irked me i literally wrote in my notes so no match exactly (laughs) i was like who is their opponents what where are they at are they not going to come out and join imperium or you know beat up on their opponents or are they just maybe it was B team because they they sure uh, 
didn't have a match uh, and then decided to come out later. But who knows? Yeah, they just didn't have a match all of a sudden. Yeah, it was really. I mean, and they did take a beating from Imperium, but they were no worse for wear. I mean, they got up and were thanking all the SmackDown babyface geeks to come out who came out and saved them. Like, oh, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. (laughs) And then they're like, okay, guess we're not having a match now. It was so stupid. Yeah. And uh, it, it was an interview in the back for uh, Sasha and Bailey yep. after this match or after this no match. Um, they just we'll go to the back and it's, uh, was it Kayla that was interviewing them? I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was Kayla Braxton. So basically Sasha and Bailey, all they say in this promo is, you know, the NXT women jumped us and Shayna and Becky were talking about, uh, you know, ba- Bailey being there and, you know, they were going to keep their eye on Bailey. And she's like, well, you better keep your eye on me. Blah, blah blah, and then Sasha basically said, "NXT women, all of them are always going to live in their shadow." And they 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 actually did do a little bit of a tease here because they said they better watch their back uh, because we'll do the, we'll play this takeover game or something like that. So definitely teasing an invasion. Uh, so I think Sasha and Bailey did very well could show up, especially since uh, somebody else made an appearance on the show. That we'll talk about, but yeah, yeah, they kind of teased that. Yeah. Fine. So we go into a tag tag team match with Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro versus Team Sasha Baron Cohen. That is Ali G or Ali and Shorty G. And uh, see what you did there. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) I I was I was expecting you to 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 get it. Yeah. Sami Zayn comes out. Not as not as good as Ali G. The Ali G show. So Sami Zayn comes out with Shinsuke and Sami Zayn is amazing. He's the biggest geek in the world and I still want to see him every week. He's so funny and he's so entertaining and he is like freaking out for Shinsuke. He's freaking out for him. All right. So Cesaro comes out during the commercial because of course, and then Ali and Shorty G come out and they are terrible. Shorty G gimmicks awful. Ali got zero reaction when he came out. Yep, Ali gets surprise, no, surprise. No push. Yeah, Ali is getting no push, even though they keep pretending that they're going to, and then they just uh, change their mind randomly for no reason. This match was another one of those matches that could have been amazing with these four guys, and it was good. But again, it just—you tell me if you disagree with me. Just nothing happened. Like nothing really happened for for me in in this. Like it, it was, it was just fine. Like this. this ugh. I think this just fine. Yeah, is about I, I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say it was good. Yeah, I mean it was fine, but yeah, it was it was nothing. Like it was, it was a setup. It was just mainly set up just so Daniel Bryan could come out and watch it. Yep, because they played into that of like Sami Zayn saying, "Come out and watch this match." Yeah, and that's all it was. And there was, was one cool spot though that I really enjoyed, and I want to give it props. Is Ali comes off the top rope, and Cesaro catches him, and he hit him with a tilt a roll backbreaker. And it was a really cool spot. It was cool. Uh, you know who else thought it was cool? Michael Cole. And he thought it was the greatest thing he'd ever seen. <laughs> yeah, I did. He literally said, oh my God, he's, I, I am so glad that Michael Cole and Cora Graves are off Raw. Even though, actually, no, I'm not I'm not grateful because I like, I don't watch Raw because you guys review it. Yeah. I'm, I'm watching SmackDown and now I have to listen to these geeks. <laughs> <laughs> he... Thought this was the greatest thing he'd ever seen. He literally said, I, I quoted him. He said, he just caught a man flying off the top rope. Yeah. Like, do you watch wrestling, Michael Cole? <laughs> <laughs> I can it's, confirm he's been doing it for like 15, 15, 20 years at least. I'm pretty sure Cesaro's caught somebody off the top rope before. Yeah. like recently. Not to mention all the other hundred wrestlers who've done it before as well. Yeah. And the hundreds of wrestlers who've done it on WWE television that Michael Cole was present for and was probably calling their matches. Yeah. Yeah. This was... So, I mean, I agree with you. It was... I don't think it was a good match, but it was fine. But, I mean... Shorty G and uh, Ollie are nothing. They just come out here and... uh, It was kind of chaotic as well. Like, it was... I was watching. I was like, "This is kind of similar to AEW match." They may be they may be watching Dynamite or something because right. they were running in and out and doing things. Um, basically, just ended like you said after the Ali, you know, getting caught by Cesaro and the greatest thing Michael Cole's ever seen in his life. Nakamura went for the Kinshasa, but 
Um, actually got super kicked by Ali, which is actually a pretty good spot too. Yeah. Um, but that was pretty cool. But then basically Nakamura just turned around and hit it anyway, <laughs> like two seconds later on Ali. Right. And Shorty G was just killed on the outside because Sami Zayn got involved. And yep. Nakamura and Cesaro won. So, so all I see... They just gave Shorty G this major gimmick that they think is going to be great. You know, he's he's the uh, shining example of you should be happy in your own shoes and embrace who you are. And here he is losing already. All that I see just, is right here on this page. Winners. Cesaro. A plus show. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't remember the last time. Cesaro you know what else I see? TV. Loser Shorty G. <laughs> I don't. So. I don't remember. I think the last time Cesaro won on TV, he was t- tagging with Sheamus. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and and even like yeah, Sami Zayn. That's not true. Like, he beat he beat Ricochet. That's right. Right, right, yeah. Because they ago, they yeah. thought about giving him a push for a second, and then just totally had beat him ever since. Yep. But I mean, Sami Zayn's been fine. Like you said, he's. He hasn't been as annoying. Like yeah. I, I like him, and I even said I, I like the segment that he had with Daniel Bryan a couple weeks right. ago. Kind of, you know, when they started this thing, and obviously, I think Nakamura and Daniel Bryan can have a really good match. Yeah, because that's what they're they you know what they might be leading to is what we thought. Maybe it's different now that you know from what happened later in the show. But yeah, <sighs> Sami Zayn was fine, and he's been okay. You know, talking with Bryan, but what is Nakamura's role here? He's right. kind of just a guy. Like nothing special. He's a champion, but you wouldn't know it. I would like Sami Zayn with Cesaro, because Cesaro would be, I think, much better with a mouthpiece. I th- I thought he's fine when he had the Michael Sheamus. Like yeah, and, and what the problem is is if you do that, it's he's gonna just end up like Nakamura is right now, to where he's he doesn't say anything. He just comes out and wrestles, and is just nobody. He's just a guy. Right. Like Sami Zayn is their mouthpiece and they never get a word in. So it's similar to Paige with the Kabuki Warriors. They were just there and Paige talked for them and that was it. Yeah. Like they were just people. So yeah. I don't so, think it does anything for Nakamura and Cesaro, but Yeah, so Sami Zayn and Cesaro and Nakamura are inside the ring, and I think they motioned for Daniel to join them, I think. Yeah, they they were in the ring and they were celebrating, and and even the announcers made a point to say like, you know, they want uh, they want Daniel Bryan to come celebrate with him, and Daniel Bryan, you know, sat there for a minute. Um, Zayn was even motioning to say like, come on, you know, come to the ring and join us, but no, he turned around and walked out, did not yeah. go celebrate with him. Yeah. So we go to backstage. We see Nikki Cross walking because obviously you got to show people heading to the ring to know that yeah. what's coming next, right? And this. Is where Corey Graves changes his tune all of a sudden, and he does indeed confirm Sasha cost her the title match last week, and that's why they're wrestling. I was like, really, Corey? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was blatantly obvious that yeah. she shoved her off the top rope, which directly led to the finish of the match. But at the beginning of the show, he felt the need to say, some say Sasha cost her the title. Corey but Graves now, at least, said that? At least or did Michael say it at the, at the beginning? No, it was Corey Graves oh, at the wow. very beginning of the show when they were running it down. He said, some say. And I was like, I just, I wrote down because I was like, really, Corey? Like, you're going to go with some say? And, you know, I thought maybe he was doing the heel thing. And I was like, whatever. Yeah. But then now he's just like, Sasha cost her the match. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> now now you've realized. Right. Maybe because they showed the replay or something. I don't know. So, yeah, they showed Nikki getting ready. Uh they go to the commercial break, and we come back. Bailey's already at ringside. Cole got his it's boss time. Yep. Obviously not as excited because she's a heel now. And then we got Sasha Banks coming out with a remixed version of her theme music. What did you think? How, how do you feel about it? Me? Uh, yeah. I hated it. And I, I hated it because I, not that it was a bad song. I, I didn't really listen to it enough to know if it was a bad song or not. I like to actually hear the song. But, first of all, I loved her original song. I really, really yeah. enjoyed it. And secondly, it doesn't fit her at all. I don't think it fits her character at all. Do you disagree? I mean, are you talking about the new music or the old music that didn't fit? The new music. Uh, I'm just guessing they did it because, A, Bailey's new music, and, B, Sasha is the heel now, so 
her original music was very i mean she did work as a heel with that music but it is very like a babyface song like it kind of gets you in a good mood yeah i feel like i've always liked it but what i hate this music i didn't hate it to start with because it is just a slow down it was fine and it's got her cousin snoop dogg uh who they basically recorded his uh, or re-recorded this. This is the same lyrics actually that he sang at, during the WrestleMania entrance um, when he came out and rapped to her song. So it's basically a slow down version of that with Snoop Dogg, you know, redoing his lines from that re- the remix that they did at WrestleMania, which was fine. But then I started hating it because after that, they just give up on the music. Yep. And just go back to a slowed down version. Well, actually. They didn't even redo the vocals. They just slowed down the music, and then they just pipe in her old vocals. Yep. And I was just like, "This is." I mean, they might. As, it's it's basically the same thing of like the way they did Oscar and Kyrie Sane's meshing the music. Yep. They meshed her old music with the slow down beat. They've always done that though. If if someone turns heel, they'll take their song and slow it down. They, remember when they did it with the Rock? Yeah, and, and they did it with Victoria as well when yep. she. Uh, she had like dance music. Oh, and she... I forgot. Oh, it was so bad. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that. So yeah, another example, but like here it's still the upbeat. Like they didn't like push the tone down or anything, like make it lower or it's, it was the exact same thing, Yeah. but with heel music behind it and it just doesn't work at all. No, it's two different tones smashed together and it sucks. It was gross. Yeah. It was terrible. And I even told my beautiful wife, I said, and I just said this during Corbin's music, I said, how in the world can this billion-dollar company not have guys on their payroll that can have that can make better music than this? Like, why would you have King Corbin, who has an amazing song, Baron Corbin's song is awesome, and then you pipe in this ridiculous, these ridiculous horns... And like it, it comes in exactly where his, you know, the big cadence should come in. And do they do the horn for a few seconds? Then it comes in, and it's just ah. And the Oscar Kyrie saying, "Ugh, we could rant about how terrible WWE music is for a long time." But it's if you go to YouTube and look up remixes, not necessarily wrestling remixes, just remixes in general. There's a whole lot of talented people out there that are doing it for free. So I don't understand how people that are getting paid a full salary. Can't do better than this. Blows my mind. Well, well I think they have the, the uh, who are they? The CFOs are their name. They're, yeah. They've done like most of the NXT music and like the new. They do a great job, but obviously they're probably independently contracted to do some of these songs. So I'm guessing for these type of theme musics, they don't go and get them. I don't know why you wouldn't, but they just decide probably to do it in house. Right. I would imagine. I, I don't think, unless they went to them and specifically said, just mash these two songs together and do it as quickly as possible. I don't imagine that they would turn this stuff in. You know, to be like their submission for these musics. Yeah. Blows my mind. Don't get it. It was bad. So this, this match is just another, it's a tell of the SmackDown really where the match wasn't bad. It really wasn't. It just wasn't nothing to it. Like, do you disagree? Uh, I mean, it was definitely hard to get into it because of the show that, you know, has led up to this point. So, I mean, I was not enthused and yeah, I mean this, it was just, an, it just happened. Uh, it wasn't bad by any means, but it wasn't good either. I mean, it was fine. Nikki was Nikki. So she got the crowd behind her. I mean, yeah. obviously this is a, and she's in the know, UK, UK she's crowd. Scottish. So yeah. So she, they got, you know, they popped for her a couple times and uh, I mean, it did decent match, but yeah, it's just so hard to do something positive on this show, the way it was going. Yeah. Um, they did have a uh, Bailey was at ringside for this match. Um, fans started singing the, we want some Bailey uh, that started doing that chant. She did tell them to shut up at one point. I mean, she was on commentary, so she, they couldn't hear her, but she wanted them to shut up. <laughs> um, and just kind of walking through what happened in the match, uh, the, it, it it was sloppy in some points. Like Cross missed like a head scissor at one point. It was oh, kind of it was horrible. Bad. It was so um, obviously bad. Yeah, and they they did slow things a couple times in this match, but um, basically, 
cross she hit a cross body to the outside at one point and decked Bailey. That was a pretty cool point in the match. Yeah. Um, but then Bailey kind of got involved, and then you know Sasha got the advantage. Um, she basically kept the advantage through a commercial break. Came back, she was still in control. Um, Nikki was like trying to fire up at one point. She hit a bulldog, hit a top rope splash, but uh, or actually she went for a top rope splash, and uh, Sasha rolled through into a bank statement, but Cross like rolled her up like right out of it. She did. She did get up and go for a neck breaker, but Sasha reversed it into the backstabber bank statement combo and made yeah. Cross tap out. Um, Bailey got in the ring after this uh, and attacked Nikki from behind, but it was weird because Sasha. Exited the ring. Right. And then Bailey ran in and attacked yeah. her. So Sasha is like walking up the top of the ramp and I guess not looking and not paying attention to what's going on. Uh, so Bailey's attacking Nikki. And I'm sitting here thinking, okay, I know Alexa, they actually went on WWE backstage and announced that her shoulder was hurt. Right. But you know who else has been hurt lately? Sasha. This is her first match back. Since Hell in the Cell, because she was, you know, they were she's kind of nursing an injury. Yeah. And so I'm sitting here thinking, why can they not have Alexa at least by Nikki's side? She doesn't have to take a bump. She doesn't have to really do anything. Right. Just be there. I don't know. Like she hasn't appeared on SmackDown since being drafted. So I was just like, where's Alexa? Uh, but actually, Shayna runs out through the crowd again. She attacks Bailey. Like beats on her for a minute and then is able to hit her move. And, and Sasha Banks just kind of realizes that she's there. Yeah, and even the announcer like Corey Graves is like basically noted that Sasha was making no effort to save her friend. Yeah, <laughs> like Shayna had time to pick Bailey up and hit her move on her. Uh, but then Sasha ran down and Shayna was able to lead through the crowd. There was also uh, the the few joys that I got out of the show. One of them was this kid who was just inhaling a hoagie. As uh, Shayna <laughs> Baszler was making her exit, I, I just got a good laugh out of that. Uh, that's great. I do want to know that Nikki Cross attacked Bailey unprovoked in the middle of this match. So when Bailey came in and attacked Nikki, I was like, well, "Yeah." I mean, if, if and again, I understand the bull crap that she went through last week. So faces shouldn't be dumb, but when you attack someone, you should expect them to attack you back. I think that's fair. Yeah. So I don't know. It's yeah, I agree. That might be a little it, bit it happened. Tricky, whatever. Uh, after Baszler leaves, we get the second good thing in this show. And there's been little, again, I don't want to be too nitpicky. There are little things, but th- there have been two legitimately good things in this show. The first one was the New Day backstage segment, which was 30 seconds long. And then you have this. So Sami Zayn's back, and he's like, hey, he's back there with Daniel Bryan. And he's like, hey, man, I know I said I'd give you time to decide, but I really think you need to make the decision you know, I, I don't think you need any more time. You don't want to go back to the yes chance and the yes movement. You want to move forward. We are like minds. He saw it in his eyes. Yeah. I can see it in your eyes. You want to come with us. And then the lights kind of flicker, and they kind of look up at the lights. And then Sammy keeps talking. And I thought, did the, did the lights legitimately flicker and this is being recorded live? Nope. Because you hear the, the power down sound of the fiend. And the lights go out. Lights come back up green. And he's standing behind Daniel Bryan, and Sami Zayn sees him and freaks out. And he nopes out of there immediately. Daniel Bryan turns around. Bray Wyatt gets him in the the, the mandible claw, and uh, we fade to black. And you hear him laughing, not the canned Bray Wyatt laugh. You actually hear him laughing live. And uh, we, we go to commercial. Yeah, and this was what I was saying earlier. Daniel Bryan's only line for the night was, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Because, yeah, he literally didn't say a word until, I mean, he just got choked out by Bray Wyatt. So It is kind of upsetting that one of the best guys, that one of the best promos in all of WWE can't talk. And I don't have a problem with this gimmick. I think he, he's doing just fine. But he's so good at a promo. Why would you mute the guy? Well, he was muted with Rowan a couple, yeah. you know, a month or so ago. And then they had that whole Roman Reigns thing. And then he was talking all up through that point, And now he's just not saying a word again. And I'm just... I don't get it. Yeah, that's weird. What do you think? What did you think of this this segment, though? Like I said, <laughs> the show is so horrible. Uh, it just it just kind of happened. I was like, okay, okay. I mean, think like, of this. it's fine. Think of the payoff: Dana Bryan versus the Fiend. 
What about it? It's going to be great. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Mainly just because look how they, I mean, Seth Rollins hit a million curb stomps on him and he's just like invincible. Yeah. So I don't even know how they're going to book the fiend. Like, is he just going to be unstoppable? Like, how can you stop was like that at first too. They'll yeah, slowly I mean, reel him in in a year or so. Yeah, I mean, I think they can have a good match. I think it's very possible. Obviously, Daniel Bryan could have a good match with just about anybody. He could have a broom. good match with a paper plate. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's t- totally possible. Um, but, yeah. I mean, Seth Rollins can have a good match when he wants to, and he's had two stinkers with Bray Wyatt. And yeah. I, don't bl- I don't blame Bray Wyatt. I blame WWE wanting to make him supernatural just like they did the first time. Like... He could have had a great match with Randy Orton, but you know what? They had to project worms onto the ring and do all that stuff. <laughs> and But then Randy Orton somehow also gained powers and put vipers on the ring. And he had semen on the ramp when he walked down. What? <laughs> you never saw that? No. It was, well, they were supposed to be snakes, uh, but uh, they were white snakes, and they just looked sus- <laughs> suspiciously like, uh, uh, yeah, sperm is oh, what uh, a lot of people... Oh. Hey, I'm not the first person to say that. So We're going to move right on from this, <laughs> and we're going to see uh, Tyson Fury come out. And this whole segment was stupid, so I'm not going to go in real deep. If you really want to, you're welcome to. He did get a hometown reaction. So. He did. He's Yeah, he's he's from the U.K., and he comes out, and he's like, I got unfinished business with Strowman, so Strowman comes out and gets in his face, and he says, I just wanted to let you know that I respect you. Our match was great. Shakes his hand, and he says, the next time we get into a ring, we should be on a tag team. And Braun Strowman's like, I like the I, sound of that. I like that idea. And who, there's no no two people stupid enough in the back that want to get all four of these hands. And you hear the B-team's music. And I will this tell you. This is the highlight of the show. I will tell, yeah, I think I made a mistake when I said there were two good things earlier, because there were three good things, because this was amazing. Curtis Axel comes out, and he says... You're wrong, Braun. We're stupid enough to want to fight you, which popped both me and my beautiful wife. It was absolutely incredible. It's hilarious. And Bo Dallas turns to him. Maybe this is their comedy answer to Jericho's. Yeah. <laughs> and so Bo Dallas is turning to him, and he's he's like, you know, going like, no, 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 no. And then what does is, what is Bo Dallas say? Because he, he delivers a good line, too. He, he says, uh, we are the B team, and the B and B team stands for fearless. That's right. Right, and the crowd lost it. It was just so good. Unfortunately, we didn't get a match. Uh, Braun Strowman and Tyson Fury just destroyed these guys. Uh, Tyson Fury got a big punch on one of them. Braun Strowman got his finisher on the other. That's pretty much it. Yeah, they actually sold the power slam, unlike uh, Mr. Fury. Yeah, Tyson Fury didn't sell it very well. Yeah, but yeah. it was it was fine. I mean, this was this the segment was not great, but the B team made it incredible. So, I mean, it's good that Strowman came out here in front of this crowd, and obviously, they they were behind Fury. I mean, if he would have fought Fury or something, they would have turned on Strowman, right? Uh, but they shook hands and you know did. So I was fine with it. Um, I still don't think Strowman really came out well on this because no, he got knocked all. out like in his own sport on you know Crown Jewel. But hey, maybe a lot of people weren't really watching it because nobody really cared about it. So right. who who knows? But. Uh, and it, it's also funny that Tyson Fury, who was only going to do one match, at least for now, in the, you know, the near future for WWE, and they had to put him over one of their stars, you could say, in Braun Strowman. But Cain Velasquez comes to uh, WWE, signs on the dotted line, retires from the UFC, and basically, you know, gives his life to pro wrestling. And they beat him like a fool in his first match against Lesnar. In two minutes. And... He's just like out of the picture now. Yeah. <laughs> WWE, everybody. Makes no sense. No sense. So they show us the uh, where Baron Corbin attacked Roman Reigns on WWE backstage a couple weeks ago. No one cared. And we come back and we've got Carmella and Dana Brooke versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville with the winners going on Sasha Banks' team for the Survivor Series match against Raw and NXT. My so only Fire and Desire did not get a ring entrance. No, at all. And I was like, okay, whatever. Uh, they also showed Bianca Belair single-handedly killing Dana Brooke and Carmella last right. week. Single-handedly. Right. Yep. Keep that in mind. Yep. So, single-handedly 
Bianca Belair <laughs> killing Dana Brooke and Carmella the Geeks. So Carmella and, and Mandy Rose, or excuse me, Carmella and Dana Brooke come out and they basically uh, say that the winner of this match will join Sasha Banks and I'm assuming this Survivor Series will be 3v3v3. I, I assume they did not announce that. They did not say who the other who the other team captains were. They were very vague and gave us basically no information, which, you know, that's what every wrestling fan wants to see. The heel team with Sasha Banks. <laughs> so what, what happened to this match, Matt? Uh, Car- Carmella and Dana Brooke won. <laughs> what? And Sonny Deville <laughs> ate the pin. With the worst finisher. I... Databerg used to have like a pretty decent finisher. So basically, what happened? Fire and Desire were like in control of Carmella yep. the entire match. She got a hot tag to Dana Brooke. Dana kicked Sonya in the steps. She put her in the ring. She got up on the top rope, and I'm like, okay, what's she gonna do here? She used to have like a uh, was it like a Falcon Arrow that she used to do? It's something like that, remember. or a Michinoku Driver, I believe, was her finisher. Something along those lines. It was like a driver move, which she did pretty well. Uh, her new finisher, I guess, she climbed to the top rope and she did a front flip. Luckily, she didn't completely hit it all because she would have just destroyed Sonya Deville, poor yeah. Sonya Deville's sternum. She just did a flip and landed like flat on her back, like slightly over Sonya Deville. Right. Like not even a graceful flip like a swanton ball. Like she just flipped in the air in a, in a ball and landed on Sonya Deville, kind of. And yeah, Sonya or uh, Carmella, Dana Brooke won. So Fire and Desire, do I have this straight, Matt? Yeah. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. So I already said, so we got the heel leader of the team, Sasha Banks. Right. This match is for that team. Right. Doesn't have to be a heel team, but you would assume. So we've got Fire and Desire, an established tag team, yeah. who recently, multiple times, have challenged for the women's tag team titles and have come close to winning several times. Right. Have been a formidable team. And they have experience together. So much so, they actually have a, a team name, even. Against Dana Brooke and Carmella, who might have teamed before on like a dark match, but I don't think they've teamed before on TV. Nope, never. Uh, who single-handedly got beaten by Bianca Belair, the developmental girl in NXT, yes. last week. And they won the match. They did. It's called long-term booking. WWE does it all the time. You gotta they have get a plan. <laughs> they got a plan, Matt. It's, <laughs> um, it's, that's what I'm guessing. <laughs> they have a plan. They have a plan to write the show at the last minute next week. That's their plan. What does this do for anybody? It doesn't do anything <laughs> like, for anybody. It gets Carmella and Dana Brooke on a Survivor Series team, so Dana Brooke can be the first But who cares if they're on this team? Like, it doesn't even make any sense no, that they're on this no team. No one cares. No they don't, one they cares don't get along with Sasha. Dana Brooke, nobody cares that she's on this match. She's going to get beat in like two seconds. Just. Yeah, yeah you're not, I'm not going to tell you. You're, I'm going to tell you you're wrong. You're, you were very correct. So we did have a main event of the show. Yeah, we did. We had a. We had. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. Go. <laughs> go ahead. So, Roman Reigns versus Baron Corbin. Yes, the big they, dog they, they with they the tiny the need, marble testicles. They felt the. They felt the need to not only replay this horrible Corbin segment. They actually left out like the first part that was actually somewhat decent. All they showed was the dog doing the barking, yep. which is horrible, and they showed the poop bag thing. Yep. So, so you know, this is what WWE wanted you to take home from this segment yep. on the beginning of the show. Barking that Roman Reigns is a chihuahua with little balls and that poop bag. Yep. So, remember that. Uh, <laughs> Roman Reigns comes out. Michael Cole, <laughs> I need to tell you, there's a feeling in the room. The feeling of the room changes when Roman Reigns comes to the ring. I'm just like... You could say that. Uh, <laughs> I mean, m- maybe not as much anymore, but definitely back in the day, there was definitely a change in the room when Roman Reigns would come to the ring. Yeah. So Roman Reigns comes out. Uh, Corey Graves got a podcast plug. So that was nice. Yeah. We got a commercial break. Uh, we come back from the break. Uh, another plug. So was this a John Cena audiobook that they're plugging here? 
Yeah, the, like what was it, the 64th 16th, man? Yeah. What is this? I have no idea. They've been plugging it for weeks, and I, I'm not even interested enough to Google it and see what it is. I don't, I've never seen it. I must have skipped this or something when they've mentioned it. This is the first time I've heard about it. The, the cover, at first I thought it was this horrible fireman movie that just came out. But it wasn't even that. Today, it was, actually. Or it was an audiobook, I guess. Maybe it it's an audio movie. It is audible scripted series. It is a sports comedy. So, so his movies are so bad now they can't even film them. They have to put them on audible. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I'm taking. But anyway. So, yeah, they got a plug for that. Uh, Corbin comes out. Uh, Roman Reigns just starts beating on him on the outside. So I guess, I guess they... They watched AEW on a Wednesday and did the uh, the Trent and Pac, you know, Pac beating on him on the outside. Right. Take a page from their book. So Roman Reigns just beating up Corbin on the outside, throwing, throwing him in the guardrail. Uh, he throws him in the ring. They start the match. He basically just controls him early, just beating him down, you know, as you, as you, would, you would expect. Uh, he's setting up for the Superman punch in the corner when Bobber Rude... And Dolph Ziggler run out. Why do you run off. out, they ask? No reason. The, no the, reason the, at all. The Nothing happened. Even the announcers were like, what are they doing out here? Yeah. And Corey Graves is like, see, I told you that Roman Reigns has lost respect for the locker room. And I'm like, what does this even mean? They're heels. They're not supposed to like him. This is the world of WWE. You have two groups, the good guys and the bad guys, and they hate each other. They're just yeah, they're out here to cause mayhem for for just no reason. Not Orton, who's actually been, you know, with Corbin in the past. Right. But I guess it, it, wait, he's on Raw, isn't he? I don't I don't know. I don't he even knows. care. So yes, yeah. he is on Raw because he was in that stupid Rusev and Lana segment. That's right. That's right. So yeah, so they couldn't have Randy Orton. So now they've got Ziggler and Bobbert. So they come out to distract Reigns, and that obviously enables Corbin to take over. Uh, but Roman Reigns does kill Bobbert and Ziggler, but he basically got got in the ring and immediately got hit with a deep six for a near fall. But also, he got hit with a deep six. They had a two count, and it's like, oh man, tide's starting to turn. Like maybe Corbin can pick him up, hit it in a daze, and you know maybe this is the turning point he needs. Maybe he can just one more move away and he can beat Roman Reigns. But we don't even get like a can Corbin. You know, can he secure the win or can Roman Reigns fight back from this? We'll be right back. They just fade right out to a break. Yeah, I, yeah, I noticed that too, and I thought it was really weird. They never do that. Yeah, and this was a tape show, and maybe they're just like, well, we can't find a good spot in this match for <laughs> just faded to black in this random spot. Like it, it literally just he hit the move. Uh, Roman kicked out of the two count, and it faded and went straight to commercial. And I was like, um. Okay, so we come back from commercial, and luckily, Corbin's still in control. Uh, Roman Reigns did not suddenly recover from his injuries and take over like uh, Revival did earlier. Uh, Corbin's still in control. He basically just puts Reigns in rest holds like he normally does. Uh, Reigns started fighting back at one point, exchanged punches with him, and then he started getting the better of him. He goes for a Superman punch, but got caught in a chokeslam. But he finally gets up, hits a big clothesline, and gets a near fall. When he finally gets control and finally starts to get rolling, he sets up for Superman punch, but Ziggler and Rude recover from their beating earlier. They interfere. Reigns is distracted, takes them both out again, hits a spear on Ziggler, but Corbin just immediately gets him for the end of days and beats him. So yes, Baron Corbin beats the little dog with his tiny balls and he has poop bags and Baron Corbin won this match. It, what it, a boring, boring, horrible show. I go ahead and go what, ahead and grade this show, Kyle. What do you? What do you D minus. <laughs> I'm not going to give it a complete F because, like you said, there was like three good things on the show, even though there were only like three seconds. I, I didn't even like. Bo Dallas's line that he had, it was really just Axel's line. That was okay. New Day was fine in the segment, like you said. I didn't, I don't think I enjoyed it as much as you did. Biggie's fine, but I still have a problem with Kofi Kingston just amnesia, you know, with this WWE title situation. Um, 
Strowman and Fury was okay, but every match on the show was either bad or just nothing. There's nothing. I mean, like I was looking forward to Heavy Machinery having a match and like saving me from this. You know, to this point was not a good show, and then they just didn't have a match. The, the horrible. I mean, this was. You know what? Screw it. I was going to save it, but I'm giving the show an F. Okay. I, I'm de- I'm downgrading it. The good does not <laughs> outweigh the bad. You yourself into it being awful. The, and I'm pushing it over the line because this show last week, you know, they had the mishap in Saudi it was Arabia. so good. It was a good show. They finally had a good show. And it took, you know, shaking things up. You know, Vince always says, we're going to shake things up. You know, and he'll try to do it with the draft or whatever, and things just stay the same. This was actually a change last week. They had, you know, NXT invading, setting up for Survivor Series, building something. And though I wouldn't have NXT just completely dominate like they did last week, because obviously they're going to get, you know, dominated back at some point, because it's just how WWE does things. I would have liked a more even thing, but at least making, you know, NXT's presence known. But it was still a good show last week. Very interesting and different. Right. And, I mean, obviously, fans, you know, really enjoyed it. And it showed because NXT ratings this week rivaled AEW. Yeah. They were going in a positive direction. So, they responded. But after that good show, on Raw, not really doing much with NXT. I mean, Adam Cole was on the show and they had a couple running. But it was definitely kept at a minimum compared to what it was on SmackDown. And I was a little disappointed, but I was like, you know what? It's raw. Maybe they're not going to do a whole lot on this show. Maybe it's going to come in on SmackDown because it really was a SmackDown thing last week. So I was actually kind of interested to see how they're going to follow up. And zero follow-up. They had Walser run in, who had nothing to do with the invasion last week. And then they had Shayna run in, but it was a carbon copy of the run-in she had last week. So It was exactly the same. Nothing new. No, no other NXT people. They showed Bianca Belair dominating uh, the eventual winners of their tag match. But other than that, that's all of NXT that was on the show. They even, I forgot to even mention, at the very beginning of the show, they immediately buried NXT because Cole says, there's been a lot of talk about the takeover. That's all that's been talking the entire week of NXT's takeover. But he says, there's been a lot of talk of the takeover, but the big guns are back on Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> That's the first thing he said to open the show. And I was like, what a burial of NXT who came out and beat you guys last week. Yeah. Like, NXT's just gone. They're not on the show hardly at all. And then this is what they did. This is They followed up with this guy promo. Uh, not very good main event. Uh, subpar matches. I mean, even usually when they go overseas, the crowd will make it somewhat interesting. Yeah. The crowd didn't care about the show. They just sat on their hands. Just nothing. It was just a horrible, horrible show all around. I hated it. I, t- I told Matt after, as soon as it was over, I said, I should go on the show tonight and just nap through the whole show because that's just what I felt like well, this entire show. Rant. And it felt like a three-hour show. I always yeah. say I like SmackDown better than Raw. Because it's only two hours, and even when it's not, but you know when it's not that good, it's only two hours of it. Whereas Raw, when it's bad, it's a bad three hours, and it drags on. This felt like a three-hour show, and it was only two hours. It was miserable. I hated it. Okay, so you've already ranted for ten minutes on this, so I'm just going to yes. give a real, a real quick message and say D minus. I'm not going to give it an F because I popped at the fiend. I popped at the New Day, and I popped at uh, the B Team. So if the show pops me at all, I'm not going to give it a, an F. But D minus, this whole show was terrible. This whole show I mean, made I, no I, sense. I, I was in the same boat that you were. That's what, I mean, I started out with D minus yeah. for that very reason. But like I said, I mean, they just last week, the show that was good. Right. Like, how can they, <laughs> how can you be like, okay, fans liked it, seemed to do pretty well, and you just do this, yep. which was the complete opposite. Yep. And do nothing like they just went back to what they were doing before. I wonder how the ratings will do. Yeah, I mean, it was a tape show, so maybe it's a little worse. Yeah. I hope it is horrible. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll, maybe it'll at least show them that, like, 
yeah, it just I don't know what the ratings have to go down to for Vincent Man to say maybe uh maybe I am a little out of touch. Or just look at the review of last week's show and say like because obviously SmackDown hasn't been that great since the draft, since yeah. they moved to Fox. It's kind of I mean the ratings have gone downhill. I mean they lost from their first show millions of viewers. Yep. It's obviously gone at a downturn. And you finally have one positive thing. Maybe doesn't give you a giant ratings boost because obviously, you know, a lot of superstars are missing because, you know, they had Saudi Arabia issues. But, if, I mean, fan response was pretty well. And like I said, it led to good reviews on NXT. Yeah. This whole invasion thing that, you know, what wasn't really capitalized on Raw, but it was definitely capitalized on SmackDown. Right. It led to them competing with AEW Wednesday night, which... They had been getting killed by AW. Right. So that show was definitely positive. And here you go, turn around and just do this. Fail. It was it F. Was very miserable. <sighs> very, very miserable. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 59 of Russell Life Radio. Thank you for hanging out with us these last 15 minutes and hearing Kyle rant the entire time. And thanks for hanging out for this last hour and listening to us review this terrible show. We watch it. So you don't have to. You can follow my good friend Chris Cumby, who will be back next week on Twitter at Russell Life Heal. You can follow Kyle on Instagram at Kyle.poly. You can follow me on both at Russell Life Matt. You can follow us all on Facebook and Instagram at Russell Life Radio and on Twitter at Russell Life Pod. Please like, share, subscribe, tell your friends. We appreciate all you do for us. We wouldn't be here without you. We couldn't be here without you. And make sure to tune in tomorrow, or maybe not tomorrow, but very soon for our full gear review. And I have a feeling that our grade for that show is going to be very, very different. I cannot wait. I can't wait either. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) To see some good wrestling. You guys have an absolutely, absolutely, absolutely wonderful day. F.